Welcome. I'm Victoria Schneps, president of Schneps Media, Dan's Papers, and 88 other media outlets on the eastern coast of the United States of America. But today is the day to us to meet an A-lister, top of the heap, the best in his business, the wonderful Federico Acevedo. So Federico recently published a book called Bloom, which is on my tabletop. And he has come to be the king of the mountain in his world of architectural designers of landscapes. But he started really uh, in Brazil. And I am so proud to have him here as a member of the Association of Professional Landscape Designers. He's a 30-year member of the American Horticultural Society. And for over 29 years, he's been in the Hamptons. So he's a member all those years of the Horticultural Alliance of the Hamptons. I am proud to introduce you all to my dear friend, Federico. How are you today? Very good. Wonderful. I love, I love when it rains a little bit because then the plants get happier. So I love days like this. You're in Bridgehampton and I'm in Cuyahoga. And uh, my sun is shining brightly over here. So I even got to swim in today because the weather was uh, cloudy, but they said it was going to rain. But I went outside and guess what? There was no rain <laughs> here. Yeah, it's incredible. We live in an island. So it's all different rain. Some place can be sunny, another place. That's what well, happened. But the one thing we have is this beautiful light. When I look out on my horizon here, I know that that's influenced you and your creation of beautiful gardens, but let's go back. Federico, you were born in Brazil. Tell me a little bit about your journey here and who inspired you. Uh, I was born in Brazil and then I always had very, a lot of interest in landscaping. My mother, I had so much interest that my mother said, just like we live in a house in the city and we had another house uh, by the beach. And my mother would like uh, choose a plot for me to work because if not, I would touch the whole garden because I always want to like modify, like transplant plants to, from one place to another place and then look like how plants would be uh, pruned in some places and then prune them in the same way at our house. So that would change the look of them completely. I started like uh, with a small vegetable garden and from that I was all over the, the gardens that my mother had and uh, until now my family has memories of the gardens that I create for them when I was just a kid in both in both houses because that's what I was always doing and like uh, experimenting different seeds uh, have like all these child experiments but with the earth with the environment that always was like a very uh, attract me so much all my life and then i i studied there in brazil uh landscape design after that i went to oxford and uh, and i met oxford always i tell people that brought to me how to act in business more than anything i had this professor that was um, a, a mentor in my career uh, he died a few years ago, but my kids had an opportunity to meet him too many times when we went to London. Because in Brazil, uh, when you're a landscaping designer, it's very limited, the public that you really work. You work with the government or you work with a very elevated class. 
and in England is all everybody, post office uh, employee, hire landscape designer to do their gardens. So you have to be accessible to everybody. So create a career where you will be accessible to everybody like that blew my mind because in Brazil we had a completely different concept of that and respect like how people expect you to act with them and uh, create their uh, expectations in, and translate them with the possibilities of the environment that they are. So, uh, and then after England, I went back to Brazil. I worked more there. And then I had a business opportunity here in New York uh, with a Japanese gar uh, Japanese garden company. They used to do, or, or they still do, just gardens in Japanese style. Brazil is a very famous uh, for Japanese style because we have the biggest colony, Japanese colony outside Japan. So we have a lot of influence in everything, architecture, arts, uh, food from Japan. And uh, the owner of this company got interested in my resume and because I was from Brazil and I had all this uh, vision of the Japanese landscapings too. And then I came to work in this company after I worked this company, I had an opportunity to start a business here in Hamptons. I had like two projects in the Hamptons on my own. Wait a second. That's a leap. That's a leap. So the Japanese company, were they operating in New York City? I mean, where did you make your leap from Brazil into the States? Are, yeah. Yeah. The office was in Manhattan and then we would go and do installations in the suburbs or in Manhattan townhouses but the office was in Manhattan. So we would go from Manhattan to either the sub suburbs or to townhouses and terraces. How did you come to the Hamptons? With, was it with them? Yes, actually it was. Uh, the owner of the company had a friend uh, here in the Hamptons and uh, she told me I have this friend in the Hamptons and she needs somebody like you to work with her. Would you be interested? And I said, uh, yes, I can do that. I, I love the idea. I came to visit and I just love, I was so attracted by the light, by the different textures of landscapings that we have, like the farm fields, the seashore, the woods, everything just in one environment is so diverse in one same area. So I, I saw that all as an opportunity to develop my work. So from there, from working with this company, primarily with this company here in the Hamptons, after like six months, I got like two clients on my own and I started my own company after that. Congratulations. Well, you certainly have grown it to be the most influential mm -hmm. landscape designer in the Hamptons. And I know that the gardens you create give people great joy. It gives me great joy when I look at it, what you've done for me. But, you know, when the seasons come, how do you make your gardens change so that they adapt? Because I'm just looking out at my black-eyed Susans and they're sort of saying, I think I'm going to have to say goodbye to you. Not more, not less, but goodbye. What comes next to my garden? How do we keep it glowing through the fall and into the winter? 
Yeah, that is a, always a challenge when we have the four seasons, right? That's, uh, I always try to make like gardens that are going to be interested since the spring, then turns into the summer, fall and winter. And uh, what we do, we choose the varieties that will blend into each other and will go on in, during the four seasons, including evergreens that will go in the winter and early bulbs that will come in late winter. So you always have that interest and in what makes the garden more attractive is that uh, when you are always want to see it, what is new, what is coming now. It's not like a, a lot of my clients say, what I love the garden, the landscaping that you create for me is that all the time that I arrive, I see something different. And that is what I want to, because I want to like uh, my clients to be the most integrated with the landscaping as possible. If not, just it's just a beauty, but like the integration that makes the inspiration for uh, everybody become an environmentalist and uh, start to study more about sustainability and be more interested in landscaping. Well, you know, I know that uh, with the uh, business of uh, the drought that we are seeing this year in 2022, uh, Japanese gardens have a very easy maintenance situation. But I don't know if you like that so much because you don't... You know, once it's done, it looks to me like it's done. Have you created any Japanese gardens out here? Well, I did actually. I create some Japanese gardens here, and uh, they do pretty well. Uh, but is because Japanese gardens actually is more into the structure than the plant material. Uh, so is uh, and that is like. Uh, uh, the modern Japanese gardens are getting into more the plant material and leaving more the structure. So be less structural than uh, planting in masses. But uh, so that, yeah, that if you have a Japanese garden, it's easier to maintain when you have a dry cycles like we had this summer, for sure. Well, I think when you do your uh, design work, how do you collaborate with the owner or do you come in with a plan? What's the process you go through to create a garden? I first listen to all like uh, the objectives that they have, the lifestyle that they have, and then what you really want. And then translate that to reality because uh, it's just like uh, some, I have clients that never have a garden or a clients that are very young and the parents had a garden and they think that the garden was always there and nothing happened. Nobody would take care of the garden, didn't need what, they'd have no clue what takes to have a garden. So it's a different process which with each client, but the most important thing is to give what they want, but in a translation with what's going to work because you don't want to just like do something that would create just because it's a desire of some someone but will in the end create a frustration because not going to work because of the lighting or of, uh, the soil so it's 
when you do landscaping is, is a lot of items that you have to have in consideration to be successful. It's well, not just like in the interior design that you just like do the furniture and it's there. When you work with the environment and nature, you have to get in consideration of so many items to succeed. And it's nothing more frustrating to have a garden that's not going to succeed. So I rather like uh, be very clear with like uh, the list of the desires and the list of possibilities. So and then get like a balance of both to create something that really going to sustain by itself that in the uh, through the years going to grow and going to mature beautifully and every year going to be more and more inspired because that's what you want the clients to if they are inspired so you always going to be adding more things and creating more things and uh, it becomes like uh, our obsession gardening sometimes and you know like when you love your landscaping becomes an obsession. You just want more and more and more. Sometimes I even had to say, I think we got to the limit. You know, we, we are good here. We don't need anything anymore. Because it's that involvement that people have with the nature and see that uh, everything blooming, blossoming, and uh, coming through the seasons is a, a satisfaction that they never had before. And that's what we want to motivate on them. But we have to be very responsible with what we are doing to don't go just like it because it's a desire and that's it. You're there to be the guiding light, knowing what does work. But are you following your clients the way I'm following mine? I've gone south in the winter to open Dan's Papers Palm Beach. So are you getting some clients down in Palm Beach? Are you coming down too? Yes, we had a great time at the colony last winter, remember? Yeah, I have clients in Palm Beach. I'm going for uh, Palm Beach to see my clients. And uh, I'm really willing to. I already have my reservations at that hotel to stay there. Great. Great. Well, I think, you know, one of the things that you do is successful in business. Do you have any advice you can give others about is the secrets to your success? Secret is discipline in life. Um, don't think that it's like some, some person is more intelligent than you or, or less intelligent. Don't go for that, but get your discipline, like to wake up early, put yourself together, uh, respond to all emails, respond to all telephone calls, be in front. Uh, let, don't let people to look for you, look for them and uh, have a schedule for every day for your life. Keep things organized. Uh, it's the basic that make us successful in life more than anything, because it doesn't matter what you are, but if you have discipline in life, everything comes to you in a way or the other. And uh, when you just like let things go a little bit, you see that that was not what you want. So keep things together, keep your vision in line, uh, keep yourself informed, respect your clients, respect yourself and, and people that work with you because you are nobody without your team. 
Fabulous. Well, Frederica, you know, I think you also have an ingredient you didn't say, but I believe it. The joy you get. I can feel the joy you have in what you do. And I think that joy has helped to make you who you are. And we're delighted to have been talking with Federico Azevedo, who has really become the landscape architect of the Hamptons and is extending himself now down to Palm Beach. But I am thankful that we had time to chat and have a chance to share many of your ideas and your success. So congratulations. Until next time. Bye, Federico. Thank you so much. Bye. Till next time, it's Victoria Schnepp signing off. Bye now. <laughs>